What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. I'm Rob, the kid who makes this podcast, and I am super excited to announce that this podcast is supported by Wireframe, a podcast about creativity and design. This might be my new favorite podcast. I am obsessed with the show. I have been binge listening. I'm not even sure if that's a thing, but that's what I've been doing. Wireframe is awesome. Rate, review, and subscribe. Before I say any of this, trust me, you want this podcast in your life. It's a show made for creative professionals, graphic designers, UX designers, illustrators, typographers, artists, activists, or even if you have no idea what you want to do and you're just you know, design curious, this is a great place to start. Uh, one of my favorite episodes that I listened to was called Does Burger King's New Logo Make You Nostalgic? And they talk about the role of nostalgia in design. Uh, Alicia Smith, who was recently on Meet the Creatives, was on there. Rafa Abreu. It's so cool to see so many of my friends um, kind of weigh in on this show. And it's really, really fun. The show is hosted by Koi Vin, who is the principal designer at Adobe and one of Fast Company's most creative people in business. And the people who are on the show are really funny and have a great sense of humor. And it's really like light and fun. It's legit. I'm really proud and happy to be partnering with them. So definitely check it out. Uh, Later on in the show today, I will be sharing another episode that I love. This episode today is amazing. I hope you love it. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today, I am here with Hooks for Design, Jennifer and Amy. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks for being here. Hello. Thanks for having us. I have seen your work for a while now. And then during COVID, I saw you guys with, uh, with Neri Rivas, who is the man. Shout out, Neri. Um, Neri's the, the best. Our favorite person to text about basketball. Every basketball game we watch, we're always live texting each other. What's going on? That's so good. Yeah, I went out to uh, Los Angeles for the first time since I was a kid and got to hang out with uh, with Neri and his his friend whose name escapes me. But it was like the best time ever. People always ask like, "What's the coolest thing you've done on on Meet the Creatives?" And I think hanging out with Neri was the best. And he's just an absolute like sweetheart of a guy. Um, my brother in law unfortunately passed away um, from Hodgkin's lymphoma, and uh, I didn't know like what to, I was just I don't know I was super depressed and like. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And I reached out to Neri and I was like, hey, Neri, you know, like my he's my brother-in-law is really into like comic books. If there's anything you could do, uh, let me know. I thought maybe he'd send like, you know, like some stickers or something or like a T-shirt. And I get an email from like uh, from Marvel and it's like and, and like Neri CC'd on it. And he's like, oh, hello there. It's uh, Ryan Reynolds. I was like, I'm sorry. Did you <laughs> send me a video of Ryan Reynolds like doing the Deadpool voice? Yeah, so that's a testament oh to how God. cool Neri is. I love Dude, him. That's Neri. incredible. What a sweetheart. I know, I know. He's so kind and so humble, too, for, like, all the cool stuff he does. It's just, like, that kind of thing is so rare these days. I feel like yeah. you're either just, like, full of bravado and kind of an asshole or you're, like um, – you're like that overly syrupy, sweet, positivity, nice, like positivity yeah. above all else thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's no middle ground anymore, but Neri, yeah. he's the middle ground. And I mean that in a good way. He's the person who speaks when spoken to, which is something that I need to be learn to be more like. I, I've been reading some of my, my like YouTube comments recently. And on this episode today, I'm really just going to make sure that I help to facilitate. I'm going to try and channel my inner Neri and be just sort of like the reserved cool guy. So I, got, <laughs> I, got my, I got my post-it notes. I'm ready to rock and roll. Okay. Cool. Nice. Okay, we got your cheat sheet. So I listened to this amazing talk that you guys did, uh, I think a while, about a year ago, and you guys were talking about how your you didn't originally go to, uh, you went to community college and then eventually stopped doing that, and then you were working at this um, coupon clipping place, 
but it was like the backup, like the like the the worst worst of the two. It's like a knockoff. Clip. Yeah. No- it's yeah. like a knockoff of the coupon there's clipper. Something, there's a branded entity called the coupon clipper, which is like it's the like, little booklets or the like the packs you get in the mail and they're just right. straight up full of coupons. But um, this local um, guy that Amy knew, him and his buddy uh, had worked at a print house and they wanted to start their own one to help support local business. It was actually a very like, you know, honorable <laughs> uh, startup idea. Right. And so Amy knew him from her coffee shop. It wasn't even like, you know, networking for design or real business. It was just someone that she knew from a coffee shop, so, which just goes to show you never know where your next leg up is going to, or handout, you know, is going to be coming from. Totally. So, and yeah, we, we got our start working at, um, it was very unglamorous to be honest, but it was the best first job ever because it was just, you know, a lot of just repetition, learning the programs really quickly. Our, um, the guy who hired us was so kind and pretty much taught us on the job and put up with all of our, you know, terrible growing pains as we learned everything pretty much from scratch. Cause I think we had only opened illustrator like a handful of times. Like I only taken one design class. So he was teaching us how to use the pen tool, like having us recreate logos for small businesses who only had a JPEG for a logo. Like, (laughs) you know, just like all the classic stuff, you know, from like a small time print house or agency. But, you know, each one of us had to learn to manage like 40, 50 clients and make ads for them like twice uh, a month, you know, and it was a great way. Oh yeah. Because you get to know how hard it is to keep people managed. And then you also just learn to like work with deadlines. You don't get too precious with things because it's just got to go to the print house, you know, at a certain time and you just have to just freaking get it done. You you can't like hang on to it. It's so not like design school where you're like, I have to perfect my (laughs) thesis project. It's like, you just freaking got to do it and get it done. So I think in that way, we really did learn a healthy level of what would you call it? Dispassionate passion where it's like you care but you have enough detachment to just be like all right we got to ship it yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's 12 o'clock and the the print files are due you know like the presses are waiting (laughs) right that sounds really good yeah it sounds really practical it could be kind of ruthless out there so i almost would encourage people to take you know maybe it's not like the fanciest job but choose a job that you can maybe you know have some time to breathe and, and learn things or at the very least you know get some some good experience so that's so true i know i think it's easy to like be like i want the glamorous job you know or the glamour to work at the glamorous company but you get to be so much more hands-on when it's a smaller company that no one knows about it's because they need you just as much as you need them <laughs> right you and- know no one wants to work there and so you can both it's beneficial for both people and um just taking like the most you can get out of it and also recognizing like the things that you don't want to pick up because there's always like those kind of jobs can also teach you really bad habits if you pick up everything. Oh, so yeah. it's just like knowing what to take. Yeah, knowing what to take and then knowing, also knowing when it's time to leave. You know, I think I think when you, somebody is kind enough to teach you on the job with an apprenticeship or something like that, like you said, it's so rare. And sometimes you can, I mean, we felt like indebted. If the magazine hadn't folded, then we probably would have stayed there for like 10 years. You'd still be there <laughs> so, right now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, gosh, yeah. Sign, sign from God to move along for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What's your advice to people that are in that phase? They have a good enough skill set where they know about like clipping mats and they know about, you know, how to get around the software, but they feel kind of stuck at where they are. How do you get up out of that place? I mean, I think it's so easy to get in your own head. And like Jen said, try to make something perfect or something that's going to like, 
like change the world. And I think you have to let go of that and just say, I'm just going to play around. And I think you have to give yourself some parameters. People get so stuck in their head when they're like, this has to be a cool project. Like there's so much pressure to do something fun and something that reflects the kind of work you want to get that you almost don't start for fear of not picking something good or being well-received by, you know, the audience that you're looking to attract attention from. So it's like, instead of thinking about it as such this like insurmountable tasks, just start thinking about it of like, I'd love to do, you know, something with like a Chrome effect. Like I've never done that. I think it looks cool. I don't really know how to do it, but I'm sure I could figure it out. And then just give yourself some sort of small prompt within that little task of learning something new and showing something cool and making your, making the project something a little bit more manageable and not like this life-changing like pitch you know, to your dream company can be a better place to start just to get yourself, like get your confidence boosted. It's, it's kind of like how, when you haven't been dating for a long time and you start to get out of the game, you have to go on a couple of like, gimme dates. You have to go on low risk dates with people you don't really see. It's okay if it doesn't work out, you know, because, because you don't want it to be like the love of your life from high school that you've like reconnected with for your first, for that date. The thing that like the beyond and Romy Michelle's high school reunion is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but, but you know what I mean? But it's true. Yeah. You got to start like with small steps to then eventually know where you want to run to like full speed, you know? And then if it's a smaller thing and you post it and you don't quite get the feedback or like your audience is not quite connecting with it, or you're not even like super stoked on it after a couple days looking at it, there's not, it's not like you wasted all your time. You're kind of still getting your feelers. I mean, I feel like when you're younger and when you're trying to find your voice or your style, the best thing you can do is just try a lot of different things and give yourself time deadlines, give, give yourself prompts weekly. You have to give yourself homework to a certain degree, because if you don't, most people won't like, it's really hard to find apprenticeships. It's really hard to find mentors even who have the time. So you kind of have to like give yourself the homework, um, and kind of just start Googling, start, you know, start putting something out so that when you do reach out to people who you'd like to mentor or you'd like feedback from, you at least have something that, you know, something that you're sort of proud of to start from instead of like, here's my portfolio. It's nothing of what I'd actually like to do. What should I do? Well, that's yeah. not really, you know, that can be, that can be hard for that's too big of a question. Sure. You're that can be hard them, for someone right? else exactly. to crack. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, but that's why I've noticed people who do these challenges where it's like 30 days of X they always come out the other end with a very clear sense of what they want to do. I've seen every single time I've seen someone do it. This girl that I recently knew, she was just started freelancing like a few months ago. And then she did this 30 days of type. And literally by the end of it, she had so many clients, she had to stop doing it. She couldn't even finish the project because she was showing showing so much consistent work that was getting so much better. And then I had another friend who did 30 days of illustrations. Again, by the end of it, she got so good, so much better just by that constant repetition. Yeah. Exercising that that skill. Yeah. Or you'll realize real quick that you don't like doing something and at least you can winnow that from your, your options, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Originally when I made this podcast, I just wanted to use it as sort of like a Trojan horse to like meet my mentors and then have them like take me under their wing kind of thing. But here's the thing. I met all of them and nobody has time. You know what I mean? Like they could be the nicest people in the world. The people who you aspire to be like sort of like, you know, the people you, the the John Contino's, the Neri, like they're really, really busy. And if I'm just like, um, how do do clipping masks work? They're not going to stop like their day. (laughs) You kind of have to just be self-sufficient. And, um, and it's amazing and sort of disheartening now to be getting this sort of like self-sufficient thing going on because I am like, oh, I could just Google it and I could figure it out. 
And then when you finally Google it and you realize how easy it is, you're like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Right? You're like, I wasted all this time instead of just taking the initiative. I know that kills me. That kills when people say like, oh, I I can't find the right job. I can't find this. I can't find that. It's like, it can take a while. It can take a while to find your right place. So like in the meantime, be making your own opportunities because, you know, every time you hear about somebody doing something big or something exciting, almost always they took the initiative. It's almost always like like half of the talks I hear at conferences where people get these dream gigs or start working for themselves. It all comes out of passion projects that they've started for themselves. Um, Do you remember that we watched this interview with Matt Damon because we've been on a big like Boston (laughs) movies kick and so everything's like the Affleck brothers and and, like the town whatever that Clint Eastwood movie yeah (laughs) Yeah, the town and all that kind of stuff but uh um but Matt Damon was saying how him and Ben came out to Hollywood and they were they were um interviewing for all these roles or whatever it's called what's it's not interviewing doing cast calls yeah yeah and um so they're going to there you go and auditioning thank you I I, we're from California anyway they're auditioning (laughs) and they were auditioned for um what's that movie with Robin Williams where they stand on the tables Oh, it's dead poet, dead, dead poets, po- not dead poetic, dead poet society, <laughs> dead poetics and emo band. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they try out for this role and everybody knew like, this is going to be the biggest role of the year. Like it's an incredible part. Like whoever gets, this is going to be skyrocketed to stardom. And so they kept getting callbacks. They both got like four callbacks. And then eventually the part went to Ethan Hawke. So then they're back doing like their day jobs that just make ends meet. And they're actually like cleaning up um, theaters and they're, they're cleaning up the theater that is playing the movie that Ethan Hawke is starring in. That quickly they could have gone to stardom to not and Matt Damon was like or the, the interviewer was like weren't you guys ever like um like disappointed or scared that like you weren't good enough he was like we were devastated but we never thought we weren't good enough we just knew the system was rigged oh, <laughs> and he was yeah. like so we wrote our own movie and we wrote Goodwill Hunting and it's like oh my god that's incredible that you somebody just like you know what Hollywood just doesn't work it's not yeah. that I'm not good it's that I need to write my own part you yeah. know yeah. You do. You have to make your own part. People aren't yeah. going to try and look for you to, to help you out. You know, yeah. you got to kind of figure out how to like claw your way yeah. <laughs> to yes. the inner scratch and claw. Yeah. We're talking about networking. And I think that there's a lot of like misconceptions about like how to get in touch with people, how to reach out. And one of the things that I try and encourage people that are just starting out to do is to realize that you reaching out to somebody and saying like, hey, it's always been my dream job. I really want to work with you. Like you're my idol. Like I'll like get the coffee for you. Is a fundamentally different conversation, different conversation than just saying, you know, like, hey, I'd like to get to know you, and like not having that sort of like caveat on the end of it. So many meaningful connections come just from sort of like genuine, real connection. So could you guys kind of talk about that? I know you mentioned that in, in that last talk. Yeah. Well. First of all, I think the first step is always just reach out. But you're right. I think there is there's two camps you can put yourself in real easy. Well, there's a few camps, but the ones that stand out are definitely like, oh, my gosh, here's my life story. Like this would mean the world to me. You put a little bit too much pressure on it and it might just not be the right time for that company. And then they feel really bad or they see an email with five paragraphs and they just say, I don't have time. And that's very real. (laughs) Training order. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, like the minute I see more than a paragraph, I'm like, oh shit, I, I'm just gonna have to save this because I don't have the brain width right now. Like I have yeah. to just like, and then sometimes I like, I forget and I feel so terrible because yeah. I really do try and at least write everyone back something. Yeah. I get pitched a lot on this show for like people wanting to come on this show. The mm-hmm. minute I see it's more than one par- paragraph, I know you copied and pasted that shit. When it's right. like, he went to Yale, he won a yeah, young yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. No, no, short and sweet. Yeah, it's like, who yeah, cares? Yeah. Short and sweet. It's right. like, yeah, no, and you do. You have no, to have like, 
Totally. And you have to have your one thing that you know is like something that's interesting and unique about you that will cause them to look further. Mm -hmm. And it's like, know what that little thing is. Keep that in there. Make sure it's like three to four lines. Yeah. You know, give the basics of like, I'm a graphic designer, you know, but it's like, like Jen said, if it's five paragraphs, it ain't going to happen. Right. So rule number one, keep it short. Uh, Paragraph, if they have to scroll more than twice while they're looking at it on a phone, you're cut, you're done. So here's my perfect formula for a cold email. You say, hi, so-and-so make sure you're reaching out to actually someone specific, or at least try to, if you say, hi um, team I'm at least tell the info person who the person is at that company that you'd like it to be passed on to then grease the wheels man you gotta (laughs) give a compliment to the person that you're talking to because it's so quickly people will launch into what they want and it's like wait wait a minute you're asking me I want to know why you think no offense but why do you think I'm great you know (laughs) which is terrible but they do they want you to know that this is um, unique to them and not just some like mass email that you're sending out. So yeah. say something specific that shows that you understand the world that you're talking about. Like, Hey, I love this project you did for X, Y, and Z reasons. It doesn't have to be long, just something simple. Don't get too fanny. Just be like, I think it was really smart and intelligent. I loved it. So one compliment, then say what you do really briefly. I do X, Y, and Z really love everything you all do. If you ever need this type of work, hit me up, you know, like it can be that simple Or it could be a little bit more vague, like you said, which is a great idea. Just like, hey, just wanted to reach out and say, I really appreciate all you do. Like, you know, this project really inspired me. Hope you're well. Like, (laughs) yeah. But to me, I find the better place to do that is on find them on Instagram, find them on Twitter and try and interact with them there more casually. And then do the reach out email once you've had like a few interactions, because definitely people will talk to us on our Hootspa account, even though there's like 60,000 followers. If someone comments consistently, I will eventually look at their profile. You start to remember the avatar and you're like, oh yeah, I've spoken to them a yeah. few times. And you know? I, I, we have totally added people to our referral list who we've met either through comments on um, our Instagram or literally just today, someone reached out and was like, hey, I'm not asking for a job. Just want to say that I love your work. Have you you know, ever need any help? I didn't, but I, it, two hours later, referred her to someone that was a really qualified lead because she was fresh in my mind and I saw her work and I knew it would be a good fit. That's I awesome. refer people all the time who cold email me who I don't need their work, but I add them to a list and then I refer them later. So yeah. cold emailing 100% works. You won't always get a response. It's a numbers game. You will have to receive a little bit of rejection, but just move on. It's not personal and just keep reaching out. And it's also too, it's like, I always try and like say, it's it's like, what do you think they're going to write back with? Like, I'm just like, who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, literally the worst that could happen is they say nothing back. Because yeah. then you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but I, I bet you anything, it's not out of malice. It's just, they don't have time and they don't need your help at that moment. Yeah. So even then it's not really a no, it's just a not now most likely. And sometimes like they're assholes. Sometimes like you meet them and like, you don't like, there have been so many people I've like, oh, if I could just get the opportunity to meet them, you might like meet them, get get the interview, go there and be like, I hate this person. <laughs> sure, like, this sure. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. So um, what is it that you like about like, like, and I, not so much like you were saying before about like the one comment, just like, like, so what is it that you like about our agency? And you're just like, yeah, this is so skeezy and gross. I'm going to go. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, totally. Oh my God. No, that's it so is. Funny. It's tough. Yeah. But it is true. It's like, even like we have a, um, we have a freelance course and a couple of students that join in on this Slack. And it's amazing. Uh, probably only a third of the students that join the course, join the Slack, which I understand Slack can be kind of stressful if like you don't want another like notification or another chat, but the people who are in the Slack and are constantly sharing their work are constantly updating us on what they're doing. I remember them to refer work to. Yeah. So it's like just keeping in touch with people that, you know, that have, you know, that have companies or that work at great companies, like just keeping 
in touch with them and letting them know what you're up to and asking them what they're up to. Like, yeah, without agenda, just saying, hey, yeah. I saw you launch this thing. Congrats. Like celebrate their wins. You know, yeah. like it doesn't always have to be a question for you to reach out and say, hey. Yeah. And it, it's also like think of like the I think to think of the long game, because I know that early on I had if you ask anybody who like met me my first like year or two in New York. I was like very like fanboy, very like, I want to be like, you know, I want to be like the AIGA president and I want to do all this different stuff. And like, and it was like very like clunky and weird and over the top. And I talked too much and I wasn't really like a good listener. And like with certain agencies, I would totally just like fangirl on them, but they'd be like, yeah, like they were kind of like weirded out. And like, like they liked me, but I just kind of kept in touch. And then eventually like you grow up and then you actually become like really good friends with them. There's a lot of people that I've met through the podcast who early on I was very like wonky and weird with but I was also like you know like when you first entered the the field like you're a, a kid people get that yeah. like, they have yeah. they're, they're kind of just waiting for you to grow up to, to actually be your friend and like the next thing you know you're at some conference in like you know San Francisco or something having a beer with them and you're like I'm really right person no then, but I think that's great that you were that, you were earnest and like yeah you know you were honest about how much to be honest like as, as much as it can kind of put you in a in a like when you say to someone oh my gosh I'm your biggest fan that immediately puts like a little bit of an awkwardness there but still I think it's very genuine and it's like if you want to say that say that cool because like you said um the most important thing is making that connection and just reaching out which is what you did and that's probably why you've gotten so far so quickly is because you have not been guarded about like just being open and like trying to make connections with people which is the hardest part is just getting out of your um self-imposed like ah, i'm scared you know yeah, and like, yeah. going for it not being afraid to get out of your comfort zone and yeah. also i think even more than that just the, your willingness to keep asking right keep getting back in touch we were watching this um like boys to men documentary and they like showed up at this guy's show and just started singing for him as he's walking into the door and this was before they were discovered before they were discovered they're like hey man we're new kids or we're uh boys to men we want you to be our manager and then they just start singing and this guy's like whoa okay (laughs) yeah and everybody's like wow they're like really good and and so he gives them his number. It's the guy from New Edition. He gives them his phone number. And then the guy from Boyz II Men calls him 11 days straight, just being like, man, you're going to make the biggest mistake of your life if you don't rep us. And, oh and he was God. like, I had never managed a band before, but they saw something in me too. So I agreed to be their manager. And then they just rocketed to stardom. But, and That's he was so saying crazy. like, yeah, and he was saying like, because they like were hungry for it, like yeah. that impressed him. And yeah. I do think there's something about somebody who's not afraid of a little bit of rejection. It's like, keep trying. You never know if it wasn't the right time. If you maybe were a little bit awkward and now you've grown up, they've <laughs> probably already forgotten. Don't even <laughs> to be honest, that's a lot of it. I have a lot of people I really like, and I just know they're a great person. And I know that they have a lot of growing to do. So I'm just, it's like, I like when they get back in touch with me, because I'm like, damn, their work has really improved. Maybe I can start referring work to them, you know? Right. And so it's, it really is just like, stay in touch. Don't, don't get your hurt feelings hurt too much. Like that's part of it. If you want to get like bigger and better jobs, it's yeah. going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. So much of it is like the, the mental health, like side of things too. My friend, Josh, every, by the way, uh, shout out to Josh Lepley. He's the one who was like, dude, like you haven't had a hoods for design on your podcast yet. Like you, I was like, I know them. He was like, yeah, then what the fuck are you doing? Like get them on your show. So shout Josh, out Josh Lepley. <laughs> yeah. Josh is the man. I love him. He's the personal call when I'm on my like, woe is me. The industry yeah. doesn't care. He's like really good to kind of to check those. Ideas. He's like, dude, like, Pull it together, like come on, kind of thing. But <laughs> he gives you a slap and says, "Slap out of it, man!" Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the guy in like the corner, like with a boxer when he's like getting his ass kicked. That's like Josh. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Squirting the water in your mouth, slapping yeah. your face. Come yeah, on. Yeah. That's so funny. You need to have people along the way that you can kind of confide in. 
who will hear you out and empathize with you, but also be like, hey, like, you know, you really need to keep getting after it. Like, you don't want to get too much into the self-pity because I feel like, especially in this industry, you really need to be tenacious because it's really competitive. Everybody wants to do the job where they get to work on their, like, their dream clients. Um, so it's good to have people that, like you can kind of sort of bounce ideas off of, but also don't get in the habit of like feeling sorry for yourself all the time because like this industry, I've realized... I've done, I've done the math. I've done the homework. It really doesn't give a fuck. Like no one's out there. Like feel, people aren't out there actively feeling bad for you. So right, you sort sure. of need to well, like, to be you know, honest, over it, you know? no industry does. That's yeah, just that's human, exactly, yeah. human nature that everyone's worried about themselves and not so much worried about you. Yeah. But so you're right. You do need those people who love you enough to like, listen and be that ear when you just need to let it out because you do like, you can say, Oh, be strong and don't get your hurt feelings hurt. But you will. as a human, you <laughs> yeah, can't you stop happen. yourself from feeling yeah. those things. Rather, like you said, you have to have that support system where you can boohoo and cry it out for a week, but then after that, they're like, all right, you've had your, your term of mourning. You need to snap out of <laughs> right. it, you know, yeah. um, which I think like when we started this course for students, uh, we thought, oh, you know, this course has been great. They have all these videos and downloads. And, and then when we started collecting testimonials and like getting reviews, everyone's like, I love the Slack channel. Like that's all because they just love a place where they can complain about like not just complain but like you know commiserate together yeah. but also be like okay so it's not just me but then yeah. get over it quickly by being able to just purge it let it out and then everyone say don't worry you got this like get back at it you know and as silly as it is and as cheesy as it sounds to need that kind of support group everybody does and so yeah. whether you have to get it through an online community or you have a friend who knows nothing about design but they still are willing to listen you just have to have those people yeah exactly I've been kind of thinking about this idea of like a five-year plan. And I know it sounds like ridiculous. And whenever I think of the five-year plan, I, I'm very much so in a, in a movies mode today. I don't know why. Yes. I, I think about that line from um, from that Adam Sandler movie. It's like, he has a five-year plan. What's that plan? Don't die. Like, what movie is that? I guess that's uh, Big Daddy, I think it is. Maybe. It must know. be, yeah. I know. I'm trying to think of what. It couldn't be anything else, really. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, but think of things in like five year windows. That's what I, I'm trying to do myself. Cause if I look back like five years ago, like where was I? And like none of this stuff had come to fruition yet. And that's really not that long of time, but it's so easy to just get in this thing of like, well, this calendar year, like I didn't really get what I, you know, I, I didn't really get where I wanted to. I, there were so many times where I would go to like, you know, it'd be like another, another Christmas and people like, so Rob has the job thing going. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. if you ask me one more time you're like so tightly wound and you're lying and you're like you're just getting like more and more into like you know like i'm gonna well this i i gotta you know somebody emailed me back the other day so you know next stop i'm gonna work at google and the people are like oh like right yeah. right, right you're spinning this like alternate universe where you're like working <laughs> yeah. for google and like yeah that's so funny and then you have to manage the lies though that's where you get tripped the great up. thing is though, if you want yeah. to lie to anyone you know grandparents are perfect because they can't they don't know how to do the internet <laughs> research yeah. to verify so it's yeah. like why not impress your grandparents and make them feel better you know yeah, give them something to brag about at the nursing home yeah That's if so i can funny. go back and give myself one piece of advice it would be like just be honest like now with my parents i'm just very honest right yeah because there's right. seasons too i think there's it's there's two things that i always try to remember when i'm like kind of in that like woe is me or when i'm feeling like i haven't quite made the goals that i wanted for that year and i can't tell if there's any forward progress in my life or in my career i always try to remember to start practicing gratitude again 
and not just practicing it, but writing it down. It's crazy how helpful it is when at the end of the day, you say, what's the one thing that went right? There has to be at least one thing. It could be little, it could be, I got an email approval back from my client, or it could be, you know, um, I sold a font, I license, you know, or whatever it is, but just remembering that things are going well and counting the things that have gone well, because just like when you, the only reason you get on for, to do a Yelp review is usually because it went badly. Right. Sometimes I feel like it's easy to forget the wins because you're so focused on like when things go wrong and, st- and it's easy to forget the wins yeah. um, unless you're like reviewing them with yourself. So like writing those things down and um, keeping kind of a business journal, because then when you can go back at the end of the year, you can say, gosh, we had a lot of things go right. You know, um, yeah. we didn't reach this big goal that we had, but that's okay. You know, like it was, it was a weird year, you know, for yeah. X, Y, and Z. Yeah global pandemic, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's so many reasons. Yeah. It's, life is never like, okay, we're going to plan this and then it's going to happen because there's, it's not just about you. There's a lot of other people in your universe that you're think, wanting to think about and wanting to make sure are also taken care of. And, you know, so it's like things happen. Stay tuned for the rest of this episode. This is really, really fun. As promised, I told you guys I was going to tell you about one more episode that I love from Wireframe. And this episode was called Does Peloton's Design Actually Help You Exercise More? And it talks about the role of UX and fitness and about how it can help to sort of gamify working out. And they talk about Peloton and about, you know, using smart watches and stuff like that, like the Apple Watch to... Uh, sort of gamify exercising and it's a really great conversation and it's really funny and fun so check out wireframe podcast make sure you subscribe and follow them it's an amazing show anyway back to the episode thank you guys for listening here we go do you guys have any advice in terms of business in terms of like managing your finances you know like but you're at a place now where you're like self-sufficient you're getting business the ball is rolling um what advice would you give your your younger selves um in, in that way yeah, well, definitely when we first started out, it was sink or swim because when we started our business, uh, the last business we were at had folded and we weren't able to get um, a new job. So we were really trying to start something quick. And we were unemployed for like at least a month. At least I was. Yeah. yeah. So we started Hitzba and our first goal was just make rent. So that was <laughs> yeah. like the first goal. But after we kind of started building up our client list, the first real goal that we had was we need to save up two months worth of operating expenses, meaning how much does it cost to pay our salaries and to pay whatever expenses we have to keep the business running, like, you know, our hosting, all the kind of little stuff and yeah. our personal yeah. finances. So we, tally that stuff up. You should definitely make a budget and know like, what is my bare bones that I need to live? You know, even if you're working for someone else and figure out, okay, how do I save? What's my savings plan? So I can save up two months worth of, of my expenses. Because if you can save that, then you have a lot easier time. There's, it just, it's what they call an FU fund, or at least Humphrey Bogart's uh, agent called it that, which is pretty like much that. like, yeah, it's pretty much like the money you have to save up that gives you the power and the freedom to make choices because you're not just relying on, oh, well, I have to do this because I have to have the paycheck, right? right. Yeah. So the minute we saved up two months worth of operating expenses, we're like, okay, gosh, like we don't have to just take a, on any work. We can be a little bit selective, you know? And now we can, you know, raise our prices a little bit. Exactly. You know? and so like- once you start saving that money, especially when you're working for yourself or freelancing, like it does give you the power to be like, I'm going to try and charge more because I don't need it. Like when you don't need the work, that's exactly the time that you should test out the little bit higher rate you know, or just say, actually, you know, this isn't the right fit for me. I'm going to pass it along to someone else. So yeah. and save, save, save. Like I can't overemphasize that. that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. That's good. I know you guys have a whole bunch of courses that you do and we've mentioned some of them. Do you have anything that you're working on now in terms of that? Or, or, or what would you recommend for people that are maybe this is their first, they've lived under a rock. This is their first time checking out the hood sisters. 
That's so funny. Uh, I, I always assume that we're only known in Orange County. I'm always like, people know and care? Surely not. But um, I, no, they but, did. And I'm sure they're. I hear that. I heard the name, like, even before I like knew of you guys, it was very much so like on my radar. Like, people would mention. Oh, it. that's cool. Dude, and I love I'm, that. I'm always just I, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And all of a sudden, like, I'm late to the party. I'm like, fuck, I should have done this. <laughs> <laughs> it's news to me. It's news to me. And that's exciting. But I would say yeah. that um, right now, we just hit a year in our online course that we released called freelance and business and stuff. And it's based on our book that we released. That was like a pretty big success for us that we just hadn't, we didn't even know it was going to be like that well received and that people were in that much need of, you know, advice on how to do the business side of creativity, you know, cause we hadn't gone to proper college. I assumed that colleges were teaching this curriculum of like, you know, <laughs> financial literacy and they're not. And I think it, it shocked me because I just assumed that we didn't know because, you know, we went to community college and we were dropping outs of community college, but really it's, it's hardly taught anywhere. So I think that it's being corrected recently. Like I've seen a lot of schools pick up that in the curriculum, but um, at, at the time that we started, we were just lucky enough to have business mentors who had done business, not in design or creativity or anything, just business. They knew good business. And so they gave us all this free advice and between them and our other design friends. Um, and just Googling things. Like yeah. we pretty much did everything wrong the first two and three <laughs> years. And then by year four, when we wrote the book, we we're like, well, this is everything we learned because we just had to sink or swim, you know? Yeah. And because we did it the hard way, surely everybody wants to know just like easily how to start a business and run it. And, right. And people would write in and be like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And we really wanted to help them because that's how we learned was from asking friends but we just didn't have the bandwidth. So we wrote this book and anyway, it went really well. And so we, we decided to release it as a course during the pandemic. Cause we used to do these workshops like at conferences and stuff, and they were so helpful. And it was just so great, like meeting people in real life and getting to talk business. Mm -hmm. And so now that we've done it for a year, it's just been so cool. Like we have our Slack channel full of students and like seeing everyone thrive and like helping, helping like the next generation or your peers like succeed is so rewarding. It's crazy. Yeah. So I feel like almost everyone has something they can teach and it can be something little, it can be, you know, it doesn't have to be like a full on like mentorship program, but if, you know, somebody's asking you questions and you have the time to answer, like you could become their mentor and it's like super rewarding. So oh, I, I love that so much. Yeah. yeah. I, I love seeing like the look on their face when they have like sort of like their mouth open. Like I, I remember actually with Neri, we were in LA and there was this girl who was just like very vulnerable and very real. And then like, I gave her like my like advice, like on stage or whatever. And then afterwards I was like talking to her and I, and I was, and she was like, yeah, 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 I got it. I was like, no, no, you, do. I, I also had like a couple, like had a couple beers at this point. So I was like, really like into it. I was like, no, you don't get it. I was like, you're going to do like, you can do this. And then all of a sudden, like you just see like this look come over their face. Like they, they kind of just get like this, like deer in the headlights sort of look and you're going and I, in, in my mind. I'm like, oh my God. Like I just like hit a nerve with them. Like they get, they get it. Like they, right. they it, it's hitting them. Like I just made meaningful, tangible change which <laughs> may not play out like now, but in five years, they're going to see me at a conference and be like, yo, you changed my <laughs> life, bro. But we all have that person. It's like somebody who believed in us before we knew like what we had in ourselves. Like they could see a glimmer of it. And they yeah. like gave us that encouragement that we needed just when we needed it. Yeah. And I have so many friends who've done that for me. And I just think back, especially Jason Staggs, who gave us our first job. And I'm like, I would be nowhere without the people in the community in my life. So it's like trying to be that for other people and like paying it back and paying it forward for yeah. the, the people that I still will ask help. Yeah. And get feedback from. And it's so elusive too, because then you'll tell them and they'll be like, no, it was really you all along. You're like, oh, fuck you. No, it was, it was you, dude. Like, <laughs> you were the reason. Like, let me it's have, you. let me have my movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let me have my Goodwill <laughs> hunting moment. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. It's so, so cool. All right. I think we've pretty much, for the most part, covered it. Is there anything that you guys wanted to add in there? 
No, um, really fun talking with you. Seems like we have a lot of movies that we need to share. No, 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 no. no, This was fun. Yeah, we need to do it. We need to do a movie podcast. And I feel like you and John Contino should have crossover episodes of like movie talk because he also loves pop culture. And there needs to be, yeah, I I just feel like it'd be a good episode. Yeah, John has really uh good taste in movies and him and brent always i i get a kick out of their their podcast because they talk about uh what's that he loves that tom hanks he loves like that tom hanks movie um forrest gump no the 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 burbs i think it's called oh my gosh that's john's like favorite that's like his like background movie wait (laughs) while we (laughs) i know it's so weird he'll be listening to like like this like crazy like rock music but then it's like his background movies are like these like kind of like calming 80s like kind of that's hilarious movies. america's sweetheart tom hanks movies yeah. yeah um okay so if we have five minutes here what are some other movies you should check out we were talking before about classic movies the secret life of walter mitty the original one with danny k the guy from white christmas amazing right. so okay, good. I, gotta, really? I gotta see that because okay. i just learned recently it's that that Amazon, was a remake okay yeah. i gotta check that out yeah. yeah i didn't see the new one but but the old one's really good danny k was actually really underrated he was sort of he was of like that bing crosby camp kind of thing mm-hmm. like you could definitely tell that his parents were from like vaudeville and shit like he very much so had like that lawrence welk kind of vibe to him <laughs> yeah but, but uh he was amazing so it was it was good oh wow yeah. that's so funny i mean i've been re-watching colombo do you remember colombo yes my da- <laughs> okay. my dad has been doing it too is it on Dude, something because my dad's been watching it's, it. yes it's, it's on it's Pluto? on to be to be and pluto okay yeah. so it's like multiple streaming services but it is peter falk. i remember peter falk is so good yeah. like he's so good he's so lovable and it's it's it, a good slow burn like yes. if you're working it's like <laughs> yes. so not stressful yeah. and like you can yeah. look away and come back and not have missed anything it's an, like each episode is an hour and a half long it's like british tv four episodes hour and a half long you know that yeah. kind of thing. Oh, like, and, and, really and one more thing i love that part yes yeah. he's like yeah. oh uh, just one more thing oh, <laughs> he always the catches them up. i love it it's so and he's so good, good at it too he's so like he's such like a little like my wife and i will will say that someone is a bean when they're really cute like because we refer to our cat as a bean and peter yeah. falk is like such a little bean he's so cute he, he is man. yeah um i'm trying to think what, what other i i'm all over the place with stuff and, and i'll like miss like huge cultural movies but we'll have like i've seen like every episode of three's company and, and it's entire right 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 <laughs> that's totally. so funny i yeah. have like a i have like a regal beagle t-shirt i just got from etsy and my wife was like this is just like gone off the rails i was like no it's, it's too right thing. Did yeah. you ever watch Frasier? Like I've watched Frasier all the way through so many times yeah. and it's like so weird because I don't really like Friends. Like everybody's obsessed with Friends. Like <laughs> yeah. it's an okay show, sure. But like it's no Frasier. It's all yeah. <laughs> Jen, Jen is ta- these are some hot takes. Okay. Yeah, this is, Twitter this is gonna be, be everyone's Jen. favorite part. This will be the yeah. part I, we put out all this like meaningful like like advice that's gonna help people and people are gonna right. message be like, loved your talk at the end about movies and Frasier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Frasier over <laughs> friends, are you insane? that's so funny i know oh my god yeah i've been watching the cnn um it's like a docuseries about sitcoms it's called the history of sitcoms and it's like it's just so fascinating i have to watch i don't know yeah it's pretty good it's like they're you know they do like the 70s and the 80s and stuff i love those those are great yeah they uh i i think that we've just we're we're just a product of like um of like liberal arts community college like just throwing (laughs) on movies for us because i was the same way i watched um mary tyler moore 
I would, yeah. I would always, that was really good. She like Nick at night, up. right? Yeah, you know what it yeah. was? It was on yeah. at Nick at night. Is we were latchkey yeah. kids. Or what are they called? Yeah, latchkey latch kids yeah. where it's like, you know, your parents worked and so you would come home and you would just like do whatever you wanted until they got back, you know? Right. And so we would just watch TV. Like we were raised by television and I'm, I'm actually kind of grateful. To this day, I quote so many Simpsons references yeah. because that's all we used to watch when we were kids. Like everything to me, like comes back to a Sim- Simpsons episode. So crazy but my neighbor had like all the vhs's go ahead sorry yeah yeah oh yeah just watching nick at night and seeing like the bitwitch titles and like the um i dream of genie titles and being like these are so cool and it's just so funny that now we're like making movie titles i don't know it's just like everything comes around all those little inspirations from when you're a kid and why is nick at night like not more of a thing i I don't know i need to go work at nickelodeon i need to be like the director of content at nickelodeon be like listen you guys are (laughs) messing up I we need. I have friends who work at like at Viacom and stuff, so I don't want to say too much. MTV, you're doing a great job at Nickelodeon. You got actually no MTV ridiculousness. Just retire the show. Like I like. Right. That's, that's it's, too much. it's seen its, its funny. day. Every time you go to a bar, it's on. Yeah, I, I don't even mind that the girl like with the like with the laugh. She's 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 fine. Like some people like despise her, but just there. MTV is better than playing that all day. But Nickelodeon in particular, I would go there and just be like, okay, we need to do like Nick at Night needs to start at like eight o'clock and play like the classics nick and i it's not even it's not even a th- actually you know what it should be its own channel right because Ooh, really the, channel, the yes. classic nick and night is a totally different audience than what people now would probably want right, if you right, did right now, yeah. you'd have to do like nick at night with like pete and pete i want pete and pete all so real monsters like <laughs> yeah. it'd be a different era of Alex throwback Mack. what was what was the one with the girl who's oh harriet the spy um yes. like so many different ones so good okay the era of tv well, that's what, but, but okay. So in conclusion, for people out there that are, are listening, like the shit we just came up with. And, and I think this is what you meant before. Like somebody go out there and, and like, and make that. Like you could do like the, <laughs> you could do like the bumper for like Nick at night and you could like reference right. the original like Nick at night logo. And like, maybe you do like a variation of that. By the way, shout that's out Sean yes. Adams. The guy who made the Nick at night logo, logo is from your area. Relatively oh my speaking, gosh, no way. I'm going to look that up. Wow. Oh my gosh. You know Sean Adams actually... from the IAJ? That's who made no. that logo. Oh, uh, I'm going to look it up. He's the man. Yeah. Okay, Sean Adams. But yeah, I mean, he has I'm course on LinkedIn and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to redo the F- NBA Finals logo because I love the script one. And I was like, oh, that'd be a fun little like, just like, you know, fan prompt to do yeah. like during the finals. You know, it's like, I still do stuff like that too. It's so fun. You know what it is? You need to, I always tell people, you need to play diner. And what I mean by that is like when you, you know, when you're a kid and you have like those little like plastic things and like you're hanging out with your friends. I don't know. Maybe this is like an East Coast thing, but tell me if, if this happens in, over there. But like you would just like, you'd make like a little diner down in your basement and I would have like my parents come and I'd have them like sit at the table and I would like make out like little menus and I'd give them like little menus and stuff. You just like play like make believe or like yeah. know, house or whatever. You need to do that, but like your. Like you got all your dream clients like now. Right. Yeah. Like 100%. Pretend. The land of make believe. Like the yes. other side of the trolley in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? There you, you go. Gotta just go for it. Have fun with, with the it. puppets in the castles. Right. Yes. If, if, if I hear you guys say that at a, at a comp, I'm, I'm taking that to my first conference. Dude, that's, <laughs> a, good, that's a good line. Yeah. You should yeah. put it on a t shirt. <laughs> I was high as shit when I thought of that a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sober now. So really good. Okay. Oh, well, this has been so much fun. Where can people find you online? Uh, this has been really amazing and we're going to be best friends. This is going to be a thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, we're at hoodspadesign.com or you can just search hoodspa. I think it's just us and a Jewish rapper. So click on one of them. You'll find us. That's amazing. 
What and the name Hutzpah? It's just like your last name, the like Hutzpah. Last like, name with Hutzpah because Hutzpah, you you have Moxie, you're bold. That's the kind of work we want to do. It's a Yiddish word, Yiddish, right? Yeah, it's Yiddish. yeah, it's a Yiddish word. Which we used to live in Syracuse, New York, so we thought that it was like oh. everyone used this word. Like we thought everyone understood what it meant. Nobody does on the on the West Coast, but <laughs> I, okay. I got a, as an East Coast person, I definitely like know the word. I hear it yeah. used like regularly. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. All right. Well, this has been awesome. You guys are amazing. Exactly. Dude, Rob, thank you for having us on. No problem. It's been really fun. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, make sure you also subscribe and rate and review and leave a nice comment for Wireframe Podcast. I love that podcast. I am really happy to be partnering with them. Uh, It's a great show and you'll learn a whole lot. If you're a creative of any kind, Wireframe Podcast with Koivin, go check it out. And you have yourself a great week. Peace.